0: demonstrated by putting up with shit you'll see it, you'll see its expression in a lot of ways, different forms of addiction, yeah you'll put up with stuff that you don't need to put up with because of a fear that it's you don't have the money or something will happen so I better stay in this lousy relationship or this lousy job because there may not be another one uh, around what's that but relying on yourself what is that? what is that but relying on yourself yeah. This is, I've known over 25 years I've been in recovery. Every time my foot out, a stair appeared. Every time my foot, I put my foot out, a stair appeared. I had another place to land. Every freaking time. When I was young in AA, I had a staph infection in my body. from shooting drugs, a couple years, and I didn't know it, you know? It was really weird because I AA was sucked to me because I was fighting a staph infection and I didn't have any memory of when it was, what it was like before I got loaded. It been so long. I said, this, this is fucking surprising. So it sucks. So was like near death and I didn't know it. Finally, they figured out what was going on. And they put me in a hospital. And I was a house painter. I was painting the building I lived in. And uh, they opened me up. And I had a rod here. And all the staff was living on the rod. They cleaned it out for two weeks. And they poured tons of antibiotics in there. And they released me. The next, that night I got home, it swelled up again. I had to go back in the hospital. (laughs) That night, they opened it up again. They had just closed it. They opened it up again, took the rod out, and then irrigated me for two more weeks. And then three months, every day I had to go to General, San Francisco General. On weekends I had to have a lady nurse from AA give me the IV in a bag, or they would have, I would have to stay the next four months in the hospital. And you know, I got out, I had no money. I couldn't paint. Yeah, I had rent to pay. Yeah. So there was fear. It provoked fear. My circumstances, I got in there, I came in and another visit I had in the hospital, something had been activated which was disability and I got retroactive disability and there was a check for $1400 in my mail. What what more what more convincing do I need? Yeah. What more convincing does someone need? who's been under the tyranny of alcoholism, which is just a mental parasite, for so long, and then something happens and they're free from that. What more demonstration do you need that there's a power available to all of us that may not be able to be seen or tasted or touched or heard, but it's what's see- it is what's seeing, hearing, touching, and, and, and feeling. It's, it's that, that power. And you are that power. But you're not that power as what you're taking yourself to be. You're not that power that way. You're not going to get the truth and use it as an advantage for you. This is about realizing you are the truth. Yeah? And you cannot realize you're the truth as what you're taking yourself to be tonight. You cannot. The self is the predominant reference point. You believe you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's the doer, the haver, the seer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Yes? Yes? That's what you take yourself to be. There is no way, at the same time, you can take yourself to be the truth. There's no freaking way, yeah? So what, how, what happens with the truth? The tw- truth is thrown out, out of you and made, it gets objectified by the false subject, and now you want to know the truth as the falsehood. It's impossible. Yeah? It's, it's like a, it's a pointless journey to nowhere. Yeah? Like they say in some spiritual circles, you are what you're seeking for. You are what you're seeking for. Oh, a great Catholic mystic, St. Francis of Assisi, says, what's looking is what you're looking for right now. What's looking? Not who's looking. That's not what you're looking for. Who's looking is, is, is the mental process of claiming the what's looking and now turning it into Paul. And that's how it hides the truth, right underneath our noses, yeah? Yeah. Yes, you think it's Paul's nose. <laughs> yeah. So if you read recovery, are you in recovery? Yes? In recovery? Uh, somewhat, yes? I am. You are? All right. Yes. There's a statement, very clear statement in the big book you look on page 64, when they're talking about the inventory process, he makes a statement, a very emphatic statement. He says, being convinced that self, small s, and self to me is a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? A long-lasting, independent, separate entity. A body. yeah, Or a hybrid between mind and body, but as a thing. Yeah? And in this sense of being a thing, the thing is used to claim all the activities that are happening through it. So instead of just seeing thoughts, the thoughts are preceded by you're the thinker of them all. Yeah? Instead of just having a feeling, there's a feeler of the feeling. Yeah? You're the one that's having the feeling. Instead of just seeing, there's you're the one who's seeing and the seen. Yeah. This is called, this is like consciousness or the, the sense of being alive gets sort of taken over and interpreted as you're the one who's alive, which is actually a fucking death sentence in some respects, yeah? Because now you live in interpretation. Your head tells you what you were like, what you're going to be like, what you're like now, what he's like, what he's going to be like, what he's like now. Everything you meet, you frame it in self-centeredness. So it fits your system. Instead of you fitting yourself around what's being revealed, You take what's being revealed and stick it in this little box, yeah, neutering it. The greatest message of all time will still be used to emphasize the sense of self. You'll have the sense of wanting to know God, and what will be more emphasized isn't God, but the knower of God, you. There's a great master said, to know God is to be God, yeah? But not for us. To know God is to be a knower of God. <laughs> yes? So I'm the more, much more important than what I'm knowing because I'm the knower. <laughs> and then suddenly, when I have a God, and I'm the real God in that game, I can lose the God I have at any moment and then reacquire it. Just like in recovery, there's surrender, and then people are in this state that they've surrendered. So it's like a there, there's a big bully in the in the uh, schoolyard, and he has a bag of, of candy, he gives it to a little kid, and he says, hey, I surrender it to you, my will and my life. But then, at any time, he wants it back, she slaps a little, give me that back. That's not surrender. That's a fucking, that's a contract. You're playing God, yeah? So you give it over. Let's say it's your body image you're really concerned about. So you're willing to turn everything over, but not that body image, yeah? And then where does all the resentment and anxiety around in your life surround? Your body image, yeah? Everything that's not surrendered becomes a petri dish for self to grow in. Yeah, everything. Money, same thing. You have a million dollars. If you have a belief that's not enough, it'll produce anxiety. The money that was meant to, maybe you could live a few months in San Francisco nicely for a million bucks. It wouldn't even provoke any kind of ease and comfort. It would produce anxiety. What am I going to do if I lose it? Yeah, this is the same. See it. Just see how you live. Watch your head. Yeah. So, AIDS, hey, alright. Being convinced, says beautifully, convinced means to believe with certainty. That's a pretty emphatic statement, to believe with certainty, like no wiggle room in it, yeah? Being convinced that self, manifested in various ways, that's what's happening in your day, yeah, is what has defeated us. Very clear statement. Being convinced that self, here we are, manifested in all these ways, why has defeated us. We're the us, yeah? We're not the self. We're the us that's being defeated by self. And its defeat manifests in a lot of ways. Self-pity, fear, you know, the conviction that time is real, that you're a body, all this stuff, yeah? Okay, so, okay, if you agree with that, being convinced that self manifests in various ways why it's defeated us, let's look at some of its common manifestations. This is the inventory process of AA. All right, let's do it. Alright? Next paragraph starts with the word resentment. So if you follow the logic, resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. It's not being produced by the us, it's by being produced by the self, and the self is defeating you through the manifestation of resentment. Yeah? Then the next inventory is fear. Exact same situation. Fear isn't being produced by us, it's being produced by self, By looking at life from a self-centered point of view, it produces fear and anxiety. That's what it does. Yeah. When you look at life as it's happening to you, it's going to provoke a lot of reactions that won't be provoked if you see life as just happening. Yeah. The difference is immense. If you see life as that happening, you'll be able to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. But if you see them, if it's happening to you, you want to fit everything around you and not go with the flow. And how has it worked? It doesn't work well. You're butting your head up and you're not going to win. Because reality doesn't give a shit about our opinions, it doesn't. It's just going to do what it does. Yeah. So here, if you see it, so if resentment and fear and harming other people in the pursuit of what I want aren't really mine, they're actually expressions of self, then why am I calling the resentment my resentment? Why am I calling the fear my fear? If they're not mine, if they're expressions of self or manifestations of self in this life that I call mine, yeah, then why am I calling them mine if I'm on the us side and not self side? Self defeated us. I'd say we're the us, right, in this room. We're not the self. And everyone here, if you have alcoholism or addiction, has been saddled by the same parasite. Yeah? So if you go to a recovery meeting, I don't identify with who you are at the meeting. I identify with what's taking you over, because the same thing took me over. I've lived under the same tyranny you have. That's why we laugh at our own jokes and everything, because we're identified. We understand what it's like to be in underneath that tyranny. Normal people come in, they're aghast. That's half the shit we say. They can't believe, and they don't find it funny when we're starting to laugh a lot, because they're not identified with that certain strain of selfing that we call alcoholism, but we are. Yeah? So it's one parasite taking over all of these usses, yeah, and expressing itself through us. How has it been given that opportunity to do so? How? If a big bug came in this room right now and landed in my arm, what would my natural reaction be? Knock it off, yeah? If it did it 40 times, my natural reaction would be knock it off. It probably wouldn't deviate, yeah? Yet, the parasite of alcoholism and addiction, if you've been taken over by it, it's pretty damn hostile. What it does with you, doesn't it? And what it does to the other people around you and your circumstances. It's freaking pretty damn nasty for some of us. It usually ends up into institution jails and death for a lot of us, yeah? It's amazing. All these millions of different people end up parking in front of the same three doors. you got to see, it's not you driving there, it's the parasite driving you there. It's not you and you and you and you driving it there, it's the parasite driving this you and you and you there. You can recognize it because not all of us would want to go into we don't none of us want to go institution and jails and death, but we end up there anyway because we have no power because we've been taken over. Yes. So see it if you start seeing it as a foreign installment, it's the beginning of relief, radical relief from it, because its whole takeover of you is based on you being identified as it. Because when it takes you over. Its strategy to provide its own uh, self-safety, its own survival, is to convince you that you're it. I've been using this example because it's beautiful. They did this nature show a few years ago on this uh, mushroom, a cordyceps mushroom, yes? So all mushrooms have spores. They're like the seeds. And they basically, to procreate or to keep going, they have a pretty... uh, they're taking a lot of chances, really, because they have to have the right wind and who knows where it's going to land. Well, this doesn't want to go by that trip. So, what it does is it sends its spores out. The spores land on an ant, yeah? It burrows into the ant's head and jacks into the brain of the ant and tells the ant that it wants to go to a dank, dark place where mushrooms thrive, yes? Now the ant probably won't thrive in the dark dank place, but it's not running the show anymore because it's been jacked into by this freaking fungus with that has an intelligence, and it drives the ant drives the fungus where it cannot get. It doesn't have feet. You know, what I mean, the little spores can't crawl that far. They don't have they don't have any motor, so they need to find something that has a motor. The ant has it. So now it jacks into the head, and it tells the ant, hey, go underneath that dark little, you know, leafy little mulchy place. <laughs> so the ant, as soon as the ant gets there, it kills the ant, kills it, and then the mushroom grows right out of its head. Yeah? You see it as too different, so much different than what happens to us? I don't think so. What were you like before you were taken over by alcoholism, an addiction? What did you do that you would never have done before you got loaded? Thousands of things. Where did I end up where I never ended up before I got loaded? Thousands of places. Not thousands. Basically, a place called jail, but many jails. A place called hospital, but many hospitals. A place called courtroom, but many courtrooms. You know what I mean? It didn't take me to thousands of places. It took me to the same place thousands of times. And still, I didn't get it. Because every time it expressed itself, I called it me. <laughs> That's called being bonded to self. That's the whole program that any other spiritual thing worth its salt is freedom from the bondage of self. What other freedom do you need? We're living to be free as a self. How's it working out? You can get all the circumstances perfectly and you'll still rain on that parade. By one or two thoughts, it won't be enough again for you. it's a form of slavery and there's a possibility of being free inherently built in you're not that what would happen if you weren't the thinker? find out I bet you the thoughts wouldn't have so much sway over you if they weren't yours, if I had your thoughts in my head and they were underlying, it was under your name I'd have an immunity to them and if the same thoughts were running through my head called mine, I wouldn't Is it the thought that's doing it, or is it the you? It's the act of being identified as the thought that gives the meaning to the thought. If the same thoughts that are running in your head don't seem to bother me, but if I had the exact same thoughts and they were held as mine, they'd have the ability to bother me quite a lot, probably. Wouldn't they? See it. So how are they getting all this power to influence me? Not by the thought. The thought's being used by the mental process through the identification as being the thinker. I'll say it again. The thoughts are being used by a mental process through the identification as being the thinker. Just like guilt and shame can only rest on one branch, you being the personal doer of what's happening through you is where guilt and shame resides and thrives. Yes? See it? You know, I don't. It doesn't matter. But you definitely deserve to hear about it and find out if it works for you. It worked for me. Brought me a radical freedom, and I've been traveling lighter for quite a long time on a consistent level with much, not much thought or effort on my part. Actually, very minimal thought or effort on my part. So I knew the. I knew that. Tr- I knew the problem from the solution. And from the solution's point of view, the problem can only reach the level of being seemingly so. Look up the word seemingly in the dictionary. It means it appears to be true or false to you. Everything here is seemingly so. Today, I'm feeling good. This isn't a problem. Tomorrow, I'm not feeling good. It could be a problem. Next day, I'm feeling good again. It's not a problem. Tell me what it is. Is it a problem or isn't? It's neither. It's neither. It's not a problem or not a not problem. It's what meaning my mind's giving it. Yeah? And I'm telling you, the mind structure and self-centeredness is giving a basic a basic formatted meaning to every freaking thing. That's limiting your own life quite, quite, quite a lot. Yes? Because now, your idea of being okay is put into a future or as an event in the past. When people are flipping out and you say, hey, what's going on? Oh, blah blah blah, and, and you go and you go on. Well, I'm sorry here, but I will be okay. It's not like I'm okay now, but I will be. That's what we're living for. It will get better. How about now? No, I will be. Let me have, let me be fucked now, but I will be okay. As if that's what, that makes being fucked now okay. <laughs> You know? <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good deal to me Because now you're hoping you will be okay But I bet you if you're fucked now Then now you'll be in later You'll be fucked then <laughs> The now's not changing <laughs> So I don't know for me this, this is quite liberating I entertained this possibility it, gave, it It illuminated the program quite a lot for me because I really felt I got down to the exact nature of the wrong. To me, it's a misidentification, really simply. yeah. It manifests in a lot of ways, but basically, the condition that's allowing those manifestations to occur is very simple. You have forgotten what you are by constantly remembering what you're not. And the thought system reinforces that all day because it talks as if you're the subject in this life. It talks as if you're the doer and the haver and the thinker and this and that. And it's even taken spirit and objectified it as something you can have in your life. I'll, I'll, I've decided to become spiritual. Who is deciding to become spiritual? Who is that? Or what is that? Yeah. So, in another point in recovery, it says, hey, you know, we have a daily reprieve from alcoholism, its effects, or let's say manifestations. Really, it's beautiful, eh? You may have a daily reprieve from alcoholism contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. That's the deal. Yeah, day at a time, you can be free from the influences of alcoholism. Radically free, you can. It's possible. Yeah? But it's based on, what it's based on is your spiritual condition. And it may be just got to re-up every day. Yeah? Because it's a living thing. It's not like something that happens and then you store it for twenty years and you've had it. I've had this spiritual condition. I captured it one day, and I have, I've had it now here for twenty years. It's dead. It's not doing anything for you. Yeah? It's the aliveness of the spiritual condition. That's what it, that's what it is. It's the beingness. So here, okay. So it's contingent on the maintenance of the spiritual condition. Now. What would be the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition other than to be one? Yeah? Instead of trying to be, trying to acquire or do and have yourself into a spiritual condition as a mental physical hybrid, this feeling of being a long lasting independent separating, that is not taking itself as a spirit. Even when it's entertaining itself as a spirit, it's entertaining itself as a spirit as a mind body hybrid. Yeah? What would happen if I'm not the mind-body hybrid? I, I may find out I am a spiritual condition, and in the finding out that I am a spiritual condition, that's the highest form of maintenance because now you're living as the spiritual condition. You're not living to get one, you're not living from one, you're living as one. Yeah? That's what stabilized the relief from alcoholism in my life. And there's those things they say on page 84 that are so beautiful, you know, you'll cease fighting in everyone and everything. That can become a state. Yeah. You'll feel something uh, will happen. You'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. There you go. There's the whole emphasis of selfing. is You you as the thinker and you as the action, the doer. It's just said, with no thought or effort on your part, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality to a point where the problem will not exist for you. You'll be reborn. Pretty nice, beautiful statement, isn't it? How many people are living that way? They can have experiences of it, but the basic state of bondage of self overrides them. But for it to really become a a stabilized experience of being free for the problem not to exist for you, it's best to see it as not existing as you, because that's what the problem is doing. It's taking itself to be what's existing as you. Yeah. you're identified as, as something that's being per- portrayed and produced by your mental process yeah? you didn't have it when you were a baby there was no sense of self until about 18 months we grew into it the mental process developed we our interest and attention and we took ourselves to be a body ever since and hence the shit has hit the fan Yeah. now all we're thinking is how can I run through the hallway of shit and fan and not get so much shit in the face that's our strategy you know we totally accepted. There's going to be shit in fans, and they're always going to be going on. How much? How can I? Can I? How can I have easy wipes or eight thousand easy wipes near at hand so I can keep doing it? But what would happen if you saw what places what turns on the fan and aligns the shit, and what leads you to go what to this? You could, you could you could divert. That's not the only way. The whole way of shitting in fans. <laughs> and all of your interest and attention that's been enslaved to the past and the future will be released and you'll have it right now in this life and it'll be enriching your Wednesday night instead of going over last Monday and three years from now <laughs> over and over again You know, hoping to figure out what's going to happen when you have no clue whatsoever you might as well just open up to what's happening now you know? but how can you do that if you're identified as a self the self lives in time the only place you really appear to be is in your thought system when it remembers things that happened five years ago. It pictures you as a body there. And when it's worrying about what's going to happen to me next week, it pictures you as a body. Mm-hmm. That's how the thought system pictures you, as a body. And how it remembers you is by thinking about you in the past. So, And where does it remember you? Not in the past, but now. You're being remembered right now. And then when you're worrying about you in the future, it's using the future for the same act. It's remembering self. And when you're remembering self or in that state, you're forgetting your nature, your true nature. That's the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah? When you get out of self by doing service or you're doing something you love, where like if I'm in the ocean, I'm on a wave, I'm not thinking about past waves or future waves, I'm engaged in the event. Yeah. So in that moment, it's very easy that the self isn't being remembered and they're probably the peak moments yeah, of one's life. When you do service, it's amazing how much more rewarding service has been than by, by than a lot of achieving and attaining before. You, know? you just feel, wow, by getting out of myself, I feel so much better. Yeah? But then what happens is the selfing arises and claims to be the one that got out of the self. So self... Says, I got out of self. And AA says very clearly, self can't get out of self. But it does it all day. If something, if some, your best moments are when it's not dominant, yeah? But when it arises again, it says it was there. Yeah? It claims everything. Just like people have epiphanies and they, epiphany just happens usually, you don't make reservations for it, you don't know it's going to occur, (laughs) something intervenes on your linear story and then you're fucking free from the bondage of self for a while, yeah, and usually it ends when the head starts going, oh, I'm having this incredible spiritual experience the experience ends (laughs) because the selfing has now claimed it, neutered it, and now you've got a dead thing called, oh, I had an epiphany and then you call, you know, 800 Epiphany and I got a big one this week. That must mean something. I'm really spiritual because I was out five hours. This is how it neuters every fucking thing. <laughs> by claiming. Watch it. The main modus operandi of selfing is to claim. It doesn't have a life. It claims yours. By being the one who's doing and thinking and feeling and tasting and touching and having and all like that. And in that bondage to the idea, you suffer the consequences of that. Suffering the consequences of being the doer is guilt and shame. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Su- suffering the consequences of being the seer, you lose the sense of the seeing, which is that consciousness in contact. You lose the sense of your own nature expressing itself. And you, you take on this fucking very distorted interpretation about who you are and what you're going to be. Yeah? Fuck. It's incredible to be freed from it, literally. That's why I like doing this. I don't know why I like doing it, I just come here. But uh, especially if you're in my tribe, there is a possibility. You've gotten all all, all the, if you thought if there was any pre requirements, you've met them already. You've lived in hell already. Yeah? And hope by the, how, if you read the book, it's not, it's not, it's pretty direct. He's pointing to you where the trouble lies. Yeah? If you could just see that the sense of self is an act of identification, yeah, then you would be able to maybe recognize it. I don't believe they take, took it as far as they could take it. They took it to obsession with self's the root of the problem, you know, being excessively concerned with yourself. But really it's deeper to me, not deeper, but just another step back, which is its identification as a self. You take yourself to be what you're not. And so therefore, when what you are develops or expresses, you can't recognize it. So the self claims it, neuters it, and makes it an experience you had when it was actually finally you showing up in a a moment of your day. Yeah. In AA, they call it the pause. That's the closest way of describing it. When you have a pause, you know, one of those eternal moments in time, just things just there's just like a stillness, but a lot of download occurs there. That's you. That's what you are. You're, you are what's there when your thinking stops. You are what's there when so, everything else stops. You are what continues. You are the scene. Yeah. You are the awareness of your own beingness. Yeah. Beingness is the expression of the awareness. So conscious contact is the expression of the awareness. The awareness is conscious, is aware of the conscious contact. Yeah, The mental process comes later, claims to be the one who's aware... Newt is that, yeah, now becomes the doer, the have, of the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. And now you're bound to everything you've come in contact with. Or it's, be, it's used to bind you to an idea of yourself. That's what it does. It's used the thought system to facilitate the bondage because you're the thinker. It uses the feeling system because you're the feeler. You can't be more fucking affixed to something than being the one who's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I present it this way because I was presented way before we were talking in the car that I'm the witness and I'm the all eternal light, but what hurt it was not what I was, yeah? Much better to go at what you think you are and find out you're not, that, and then you'll find out about what the eternal light is. You won't have to know it, you'll find out about it. You'll find out, like an AA says, you'll comprehend the word serenity and you will know peace. You will have a new freedom and a new happiness, not the freedom and the happiness the self presents, but a new one. Yeah, you'll have a new attitude and a new outlook, not a self-centered view or an attitude from self-centeredness. You'll have a centered attitude and outlook, totally different way of seeing. Yeah, and I find it's much more beneficial to myself and others than the other way. The other one is very contracting. The other way is like putting a marathon running in a closet. You're bored stiff. You've thought everything you've thought before. You know? You just, it's, you were afraid of this and now we think it's different because the name of the person is different. But it's the same pattern, over and over and over again, just reinventing itself, reinvigorating itself all day by our interest and attention because it's about us. That's all it's fucking doing. It's such a boring small loop of what it does up there. Yeah? To be guided by that is no guide at all. You're blind. You're blind to what's actually going on. No matter, And the more you look, the less you'll see. So self cannot get out of self. Other great masters say it this way. You can't, mind can't, you can't seek mind with mind. Big M mind. You can't seek spirit with spirit. You can't seek light with light. Your light, your spirit, your mind. Yeah, you can do it for eons, and nothing will freaking happen. <laughs> eons. <laughs> You're not going to break this 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 observed uh, fact of mental condition. Self is not going to get out of self. How could it? If self is being produced by a mental process, it can't transcend what produces it. It doesn't appear anywhere else. When something looks at you, they don't have no thoughts like you have about yourself. Not at all. When a cat looks at you as a a dog does, it doesn't see you as you see yourself at all. Oh, you're a real fucking bad man. <laughs> oh, yes. You've been having ugly thoughts there. Ah, no. They sent fear. Sense fear. They sent basic things. You're the only one that's running this thing up there. And then you project it on others, and then you're super concerned how other people are thinking. Of you. You're you giving... You're, it's your thoughts you're worried about them having about you. <laughs> you're just projecting yours on them. Someone just told me that the other day. I'm much more... Scared about how other people are viewing me as an object. <laughs> They're viewing you as an object just like you view you as an object. You're just casting it out there so you can seem to get out of it. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> what would happen if, in a day if you weren't navigated by thought? The working mind worked. You know, if you needed to figure something out, you could. As soon as it was figured out, that aspect of mind would recede. It would be there when you had a, like a problem, or like you had to do a math equation, or you had this nut and what bolt will go on. But as soon as the chore was over, it would recede, and then peace would abound. Yeah. But no, we have seventy thousand thoughts a day supposedly in the head. Seventy thousand thoughts a day, popping like popcorn up there. Yeah. What are the fucking? What are they doing? Does it take you seventy thousand thoughts to navigate one day here? I'm a house painter. I was. I needed maybe 15 thoughts for the day. You know, I, usually I wouldn't be surprised. to be walls and ceilings, maybe little cutouts like windows and doors, but it wouldn't be a surprise. And then maybe I thought about where to go eat lunch. What are the 69,985 other thoughts doing all day? <laughs> they're being used to reinforce the sense of being a self. That's what they're doing. Self has to be remembered because it doesn't have its own existence. It doesn't. It it doesn't have anything to generate the light of life. It's a dead idea, so it has to be remembered by all the preoccupation in time that it's doing. Yes. How much? Look at your thoughts. What do they value more? Do they value now or the past and the future more? Just by the amount. hmm? Past. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. What more do you need to know? So my head, that's navigating my life seemingly for me, is totally rooted in the past and projecting it through into the future. What about now? Yeah, I would say to keep your eye on the ball would be now. But it's it's got its eye on the balls of the past and the balls of the future. And then you lose your balls now. Basically, <laughs> you're enslaved. You're freaking enslaved, and you have to do almost anything to get relief. eh? I mean, I went out, man. after two years in that program, I left the Lancaster Street, away from the institution. In a week, I was getting loaded again. And I knew what was going to happen. It was inevitable, and it happened. It was a lot worse than I thought, but the it, it, same same thing happened. I knew it was going to happen. I had two years of health, so it lasted ten months, but then I was washed up again. You know? Worse than ever. This parasite's not going to deviate from its traits. You know, you can have a snake. I don't care how nice you are to it. I don't care if you get a little eyedropper and feed it every day and give it a little little cutout of a blanket, put on it and everything. Mm-hmm. After a couple of days, you're lifting it up and it bites you and you're surprised. I've been so nice to you. And he looks at you and says, hey, I'm a snake, babe. <laughs> That's what I do. Well, a parasite does what? A parasitical thing. It takes over what it can. And obviously it's taken a lot of us over. Some of us have been freed somewhat. And we can talk about what it's like to live underneath that tyranny, with the hopes that would help other people who are living underneath that tyranny to maybe wake up, yeah, so they could get freed from it, yeah, so they can have some fucking enjoyment in this life that's not predicated on the past and the future. Yes, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt that knee. Would be the better way. <laughs> this is my knee, and it's hurt. Does it mean anything to the knee? No, but it means a whole lot to me because it's going to inhibit what I want to do. <laughs> Just see it, man. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. So, hey, that's the presentation. I've got to go on. He deserves a few more minutes. So. The presentation to me in recovery is quite simple. Yeah. The mental condition which what, that's what selfing is is diminished by doing the program The spiritual condition is not produced by that to produce what's, it's revealed by that when the mind comes out of the ass of self it gets it realizes things that it can never realize up the ass of self yeah so the mental state, is selfing, the steps have a program that will diminish its influence on you so the sun that you are can outshine it. yeah. Because the sun is a power greater than it. And that's the only fucking thing power respects is other power. The parasite doesn't give a shit about what you say or you hope for. It's going to do what it does unless something can stop it. yeah. And the, what can stop it is right where you are at this very minute. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it. That would be too much time to meet it. You are it. Yeah? It's just about our simple recognition and an entertaining of it. Yeah? You can use a couple of things. Subjective questioning is good. Who am I? So when you're worrying about next week, ask who's worrying about next week. Yeah? And then when it goes me, you ask who is this me? And just see what happens. You're not looking for an answer. Just ask it. Things will show themselves. Just ask. Put a, throw a wrench in its works. Because it gets away with this huge assumption that it's you. And then just riffs on it. Basically all day. Yeah? If you don't catch it at the first note, you're you're in for the whole fucking concert. Really. The abstinence occurs there. It's not on the thought. It's on the feeling of being the thinker. If I'm not the thinker, then the thoughts lose their sway over me. If I'm not the feeler, then feelings can't be used to bind me to this idea of being a self. Yes? If I'm not the doer, then actions cannot be used to bind me to this idea of being a self. What facilitates it all are, is the act of feeling, thinking, and acting. But the, the bridge for that is the being identified as the actor, the thinker, and the feeler. Yeah. And I'm saying humbly that you are not that. You are not the thinker of your thoughts, you're not the feeler of your feelings. Yeah? And you're not the doer of the actions. Then whose life would it be anyway? Maybe you'll find out. Yeah. It would be a great surprise. It may not all be about you. <laughs> think that it would be really bad if it wasn't but it's the exact opposite yeah for you to be so big your life's got to be so small for you to seem to be so big as a self when you give up that pseudo-bigness you'll see how large everything is really your interest and attention will be here and so it can enrich your life instead of being used by the mental process to enslave your life by being attentive to the past and the future, you'll be present on this Wednesday night and you'll probably be pretty satisfied. Yeah? Content, I'd say. Yes, yeah, because you are what you are looking for. What's missing in your life is you, really. There's too much of me there, the me, but what you are is missing. It can't, it's not gone, but it seems to be missing. Yeah, It can never go anywhere, but it seems to be missing. It's appearing to us to be missing. And while it seems to be missing, all these shenanigans can ensue. Really. Once this big door comes, the little door rolls over. <laughs> 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 There's no inherent existence in darkness, is there? It's just sort of the absence of light, yes? So let's say you have a huge amount of darkness in this room, and you're taking it to be real. It would be vanquished in a nanosecond if light came in. Yeah? It wouldn't have, the light wouldn't have to beat it into a little hole. Get gone darkness. As soon as the light appeared, there would be no darkness. Yeah? Just like if we turn the lights out here, a lot of problems would probably ensue. You wouldn't know when to end the meeting. Yeah, you get up, you bump into this lady, she'd get mad at you, yell at you. Yeah, you have to go to the bathroom, you don't know where the bathroom is. You're flipping out, you know. I, I keep hitting my my knee, which is bad right now, in the chair. So what happens? Some guy decides, hey, I was at, I saw the bathroom once when the light was on. I got a Mac, five bucks. Yeah. And then you hope, okay. Hope, okay, if I just, ooh, ow, ooh, you know what I mean? Why do why put up with it? Just hit the switch. As soon as the light shows up, all those problems were based or inherent on the darkness. If you remove the darkness, the problems have no place to appear. Yes? Instead of going over each problem and trying to get relief from them and not take and not get to the exact nature of the wrong, you'll just become a gardener, a cultivator of problems. Yeah? But if the darkness is removed, then the problems that live in that state can't live. Go back. Find it. Look at at the inventory of AA. Everyone tonight at a bar in the city has done the first two columns of the inventory. They know who they're mad at and why. It's not leading to any relief. They're just drinking and people are yeah, I'm right, you're right, you're right. Agreement may be happening, but there's no relief there. A.A. just takes it back a little bit to your role in things, and look at how much relief happens with a fourth step in people's lives and a fifth step, a huge amount of relief. How about take it back a father? More and more relief geometrically progresses the farther back in a way you go to see what your exact role is here. Yeah, you got a hint of it. That's what A does. The whole thing of AA is you're looking outside thinking everything would be great if everyone else did what I want them to do. It's totally insane, yeah? Like, everyone is the problem except the problem, (laughs) yeah? Then AA takes you to look at, hey, maybe you have something to do with it. Oh, what, really? Oh, yeah, and what happens? The possibility of relief appears, yeah? Then if you take it back even farther, possibility of more relief to a point where it stabilizes take it back even farther you may run into freedom my knee <laughs> <laughs> I can't twist it I almost made a move there do that. well that's it for tonight yeah? you have any questions? You got whacked, eh? There you go. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> just let it sit. Don't think about it. You will, but your mind yeah. wants to make it something. Just, it's to in sink, there already. Right? Just, just, just it to sink in really deep. Don't get in there. Don't worry. Yeah. Yes? So, I want to ban something off you, if yeah. you may. Um, so, um, I, I'm having a lot of anxiety because I don't have a job. And I'm beginning to think that the industry I'm in I don't like you know, and, like, I'm having these thoughts, I need to get a job, so my ego is, you know, is, is really attaching to this. So how would, what, what would the freedom approach to that be? Would it just be, can you kind of walk me through that? Like, because I feel as if I'm kind of gripped by it. Well, let's just, all right, all right. Well, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go that directly, because if I would, uh, I would always go to the one who has the fear. But let's go to a little therapy, AA style. Yeah. Do an inventory on the fear. Write down: I'm afraid I'm, I, I don't I don't have a job, and I'm afraid I'm not going to be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at the third column: what part of your instinctual agenda is is the petri dish for that fear? So let's say financial insecurity, material insecurity. Yes. So then, and then the fourth column: is, see what your role is in it. So how are you? How is your head using? you not having a job to promote itself, well, it's producing a lot of fear, yes, Mm -hmm. out of self-centeredness and self-reliance, yeah. So you get a good, pretty demonstration of how you're being fucked, and then you surrender that, share it with another person, and that power, whatever you want to call it, or not call it, you surrender it, you do the inventory, share it with another person, and it's a trinity, really, there's the power, you and the other person. And then you let it go, and then see what downloads in you, what steps you need to take, or what, maybe there's no need to take a step, and something will show up. Right. But at least you'll be, uh, the, the fear will be diminished greatly. Yes? So that you can be okay, even though your head's crying out, I'm not okay because I don't have a job. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. So just do the inventory process. Okay. Thank if you. we're going to stick with AA. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Simple, right? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So here, the fear would be, you know, I'm afraid of what? I don't have a job, and I'm afraid I'm gonna lose my place, or I don't have money to get this, or whatever. Okay? And you can make, you can, there's maybe about six manifestations mm-hmm. through the one thing of fear. So you write them all out. And then you look at what part of my agenda is it, is producing the fear, because it's not coming from outside, it's your thoughts and your belief. I'm not gonna be taken care of, and that means what to you? it means fucking bad things to me. Alright? So you'll see how the mind is giving things meaning. Yeah? So it's like when people go, they're not afraid of destitution, they're afraid of what it means to them. It's the meaning the mind gives to the word destitution that's scaring the bejesus out of you. Yes? Some people have found freedom in destitution, but we don't think so. (laughs) So, you take it that way. Yes? And so you'll see it. And then, you share it with the other person, this and that, and, that and this. And then you just re-engage or do it a, like a, a symbolized surrender. Like what I used to do is i take the major concerns of my life, write them down, date it, and i put it on my little Buddha, and I'd probably be my symbol is I'm um, surrendering this freaking thing. And then I'd go back in a few weeks and see how I was doing. And usually it worked out pretty fucking good because... <laughs> you'll get to a point where if you really are open to be convinced, this program will convince you because it produces the goods. You may run into the fact you really don't want to be convinced that things can be okay. And then you'll see the real root of selfing, one of them is to be right. And sometimes it's going to be right by you being wrong. Yeah? That's how it's going to get its rightness. And that's its supreme agenda, is to be right about things. Yeah? And you can get jackpot bad that way. So just do the inventory, share it with somebody. Yeah. And do that, yeah. But then the the other answer would be that there is no one who has the fear. Yeah, or question, who is it that has the fear? So while the fear is there, you can put it to good use by seeing who it points to. Because maybe if there is nobody home, you'll see that the fear doesn't have as much meaning as it does when it's you, the one who's having it and then you 'll just what I was talking tonight will be illuminated, and all you need is like like I used to say in old uh, spirituality, well old spirituality's old <laughs> <laughs> like you can see the old, whole ocean with one drop yeah if if a pattern demonstrates itself you 'll see the whole picture, yeah, 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 so you 'll see it isn 't the fear it 's the one who has the fear is the driving force, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fear is just a way of facilitating the bondage of self, just like resentment facilitates the bondage of self, self-pity facilitates the bondage of self, self-pride facilitates the bondage of self, you know, self-adulation does it, you know, even self-love can be used, yeah? Yeah, so. Yeah, but do it. If you're in the program, just do the steps. And, uh, anytime you run into a problem, you were supposed to write about it. Because we've done all the sharing you can do, yeah? Like a lot of people will call me and they want to share about the problem. I say, well, why don't you write it out first and then call me? Yeah? So let's get AA's answer and then I'll listen to your take. (laughs) Because I have much more reliance on the AA answer. Because what's beautiful about the AA answer, it won't be yours. (laughs) It won't be yours. And it's produced in a simple way by doing a four-column inventory. It'll produce an answer. You may not like it, and it may make the whole story much shorter. <laughs> you may not be able to get a big novel out of it, you know. But there'll be a lot of space produced. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, and space is freedom in a lot of ways. Mental space, clarity. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would, I do. That's what I do. Like I ran into an uh, old girlfriend of mine. She was like my first fairy princess, and she went out for a while now. After 22 years. And they were having, she was at a meeting, and they were having a conversation, they were having a talk about the 10th step, which was doing daily inventories, and when she was with me, I did daily inventories every day, for two years, and she used to joke about it, and then she wasn't joking about it that night, she says, aha, I said, well, oh, there you go, because <laughs> now she's screwed and I'm not, <laughs> so somehow maybe that had a lot to do with it, but I did it religiously, I wrote down, just like it says in the book, and I'll tell you. After a few years, I had two journals filled, and basically it always was the same thing, basically. I'm afraid of blah, 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 different things, but the fear was basically the constant in all of it. And I got a really good vision of how self-defeated me, you know, by writing about it for a long, over a long period of time. I saw how it defeated me, and how it was attempting to defeat me. Now, if I don't, other people who aren't doing that, they don't get to see that. Based, their idea of a solution is to talk about it. Fucking talking is way overrated, man. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you proceed the talking with doing the inventory, then it can have some meaning, because the talking will just flesh out what you've noticed in the inventory. If it's, or if it's not fleshing out the inventory, it's just, it's just blossoming its own self. You know? mm-hmm. It's not going to produce any relief. It doesn't, the people I see... They know they're fucked, but they're still fucked. Yeah? And they know how exquisitely they're fucked, but they're still fucked. I'd much rather just do what I was told and then find out if it works. And I found out it works. And it works so well that you don't need to do it forever. Yeah? Because now these and fears don't come up. So there's nothing to inventory. And that's a really... That's how good an inventory is, is that it will lead to its, its obsoleteness. Yeah? If you do it a while, you'll get to see something that will trigger an effect that produces this obsoleteness. You won't have resentments and anxiety coming up. So there'll be nothing to write about. But sometimes you've got to do a lot of writing beforehand to lead up to that. Yeah. So, yes. And to lead up to that. Yeah.